Hey guys, welcome to Let's Do Lunch Podcast. I am Kristen. I'm a rural squirrel. And as always, I have the most amazing co-host and friend, Angie Riesel. What's up? We have got a crazy great show for you today. We're so excited. Um, later in the show, we're going to have Katie and Vicki come on. They are um, one of the some of the hosts from Boss Reseller Remix. We are so excited about that. And so if you haven't heard yet, if you don't know, we're going to be speakers at the Boss Reseller Remix this year. So what a fun event. I went last year and just had the most fun. I love a good meetup, but this is like a meetup uh, times 10 on steroids. It's oh, great. absolutely. It's going to be amazing. And I can't mm -hmm. wait to hear what everyone has to say. I mean, we are speakers, but I'm so excited about some of the other speakers that we get to hear from. Oh my gosh. Some of the speakers are just like, I'm going to be fangirling the entire time. Um, we will make sure that we put the link to the, the remix in the description notes so that you can go check out like all the details and maybe get a ticket and come. What's that be fun? Until what? July 1st. So you can start mm -hmm. planning now. And the Boss Reseller Remix is October 16th through 19th. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I haven't booked my flight yet. I haven't booked a hotel yet. Uh, I haven't done any of that. So me neither. Hopefully, hopefully we room together again. We did that at FlipCon and it was so fun. Of course. It was like a slumber party. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I have my, one of the nights that they're going to have a, a get together where we're all going to go down on Fremont street. I think we're all wearing like eighties prom. I'm going to wear that prom dress. I cannot <laughs> wait to see that. And girl, the fact that you still fit into your high school prom dress. Yay. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't had it on. I don't know. <laughs> I might have to have it altered. I don't know. But the elastic could be out of it. And that would be helpful for me at this point. So I got a crimper one day at um, the Salvation Army. Oh my god! Yeah, so I picked we'll it up. Borrowing that because oh my gosh, crimped hair was. I remember doing that back in the day. Yes. So I'll bring the crimper. We'll crimp our hair. Um, <laughs> but when I picked it up, my daughter, who's like early twenties, she's like, "What are you? What is that? What do you want with that? Why don't you have a straightener?" <laughs> no. She doesn't really talk like that, but in my head, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what, what I heard. Like. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to like wear the blue eyeshadow, crimp up my hair, put on the big puffy sleeves, tease it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're going to have so much fun. Oh, it's going to be a great. I'm going to have to find some serious, strong hairspray because I don't think they make Aquanet, Aquanet anymore. Oh yes, they do. They, they do? It. Yeah. They still have it. It's at Walmart. Oh my gosh. I'm sure you can be... order it on eBay, if not. <laughs> well, I'll just know I can't take it on the airplane, so I'll have to get oh. some in Vegas. You learned that the hard way because, uh, oh, this is our first episode since. since yeah. Oh, no. Well, no, not really. We had last week's episode, which was a very non-traditional episode. Well, it mm. was, but it was just the recap of it. But for recap. us to be on here and really just. Yeah. In our places where we belong. Yeah. <laughs> That was fun. That was also a great meetup. And I can't wait to do that one again, too. Oh, absolutely. I can't um, wait to try other locations so yeah. we can meet different people from different parts of the country. 
Oh my gosh. We should just, you know, continue the traveling theme. And just I think so. I think yeah. that's a great idea. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you flew back home. All is well. You had a good flight. Everything was cool. Well, we did have a little issue. Someone had a stroke on oh. my plane while in flight, which was really bad. I'm, we're assuming that that's what it was. So oh they like called over the, the intercom system and said, you know, and if there's any medical personnel on board it's and like a movie. Yeah. So, and so like four people came up and two of them were doctors, two of them were nurses. I heard, cause it was like one row ahead of me. So you could hear them talking or whatever. Wow. And, um, and so that was going to Houston and so when we got to Houston, they had to have all of the EMTs come on, the paramedics first mm -hmm. before anybody could get off the plane. Mm -hmm. And of course, people were in an uproar because I guess Houston is an international airport. So people were late. We were already late, like an hour and a half late. Oh, they so were going to miss our international flight. So they were freaking out. But I mean, you know, you, I just, and I'm like, woman is having a major medical issue. Yes. Still, it's okay. It's okay. Right. You know, this is life um, and death. This is not whether yeah. or not you get your trip to Paris. <laughs> and the person beside me actually complained because they weren't getting their drink. <laughs> okay. Funny story about that. <laughs> People not getting their drink. I'm in labor with my second child, mm -hmm. I think. Mr. Squirrel, of course, takes me to the, to the doctor, you know, we're at the emergency room and we're, I'm in labor and delivery room. And he was really upset. I mean, I'm in full blown labor, right? No anesthesia, no, no, like no epidural, nothing. Yeah, it's coming. It, yeah. <laughs> hot and heavy. And he's going, I can't believe I can't get a cup of coffee around here. <laughs> and I was... <laughs> I was, you know, you're kind of, you're tense. You're uh, a little bit, maybe <laughs> a bit of an attitude whenever you're in, in labor. And I was probably eight or nine centimeters. And I was like, get out of here today, coffee. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I understand. Don't complain about a drink when someone else is having a medical issue. <laughs> I love when guys say we're having a baby. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. after you have labor, no, no, no. Yeah. I am having a baby and you're standing on the side. Um, Emma was 19 hours of labor and I still had a C-section and my, oh my the, her dad was in the room. And like, at one point he was eating Burger King. He's like, oh, sorry, can't eat. Oh my gosh. Just the smell of the Burger King at that time. Been, I would have been eh, like, Yeah, it was awful. But you know, he's eating Burger King. He's watching TV. I'm dying over here. Yeah. You know, well, 19 we're hours. My longest labor was six. 19 and a half hours and 16 and a half hours. No, my last baby was like two hours. Wow. Oh my gosh. Well, evidently, like, I don't know how we got on this topic, but my mom swam like the night before I was born, swam across halfway across a lake and back, went into labor. And I think she was like 30 minutes in the hospital and I was born. Like wow. that fast. Superwoman. I know. I'm like, oh my, my gosh. What? Gosh. You know, no, that's crazy. That's crazy. Superwoman. Yeah. <laughs> no, my, my kids came fast. So anyway, 
<laughs> How did we get on that subject? That's I funny. have no idea, but there we go. Welcome <laughs> to Let's Do Lunch, guys. <laughs> Welcome. What you having for lunch? <laughs> no, you yeah. don't want to tell me what you're having for lunch? I'm hoping for pierogies, man. I like. Mm. I know I say that every week, but I've still not had any for weeks, and mm. I'm like craving them really badly. And if you don't eat pierogies, try them. I'm telling you, Mrs. T's pierogies, just they're in the frozen section of most stores and yum. You know, you've got me wanting to try them now, but I'm still on that avocado toast kick. Oh, yeah. I just <sighs> don't like avocado. It's just a weird, it's the yeah. texture. I'm a texture person and that sure. like, a lot of things I just don't like the texture of and that's one of them. I understand that with, a, I mean, there's a lot of people that have like texture issues and I, yeah. you know, with tapioca and stuff, Ooh, people just mm -mm. can't do it. I love that stuff. I guess yeah. I don't have an issue with any of it. So yeah. Even like mushrooms oh, have the worst texture ever. I can't I love mushrooms. Mm -hmm. I can't eat a mushroom. So no mushrooms for you. Whenever we go out and have pizza, we went to dinner the other night together. Yep. And Mr. And Squirrel yeah. ordered yeah. stuffed mushrooms. And I was like, who? I know. That's what kind of, I know. That's what made me kind of laugh. But then <laughs> I was so you, happy. You ordered um, salmon, but you were like, mm, you didn't eat it. You're wrong. I love the salmon, but okay. They, I knew this was a mistake right before we went to dinner. Kristen comes out with what? Cake. 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 Because we're grownups and we can eat cake whenever we want. We go to dinner. And then I get to dinner and we have a salad. And then by the time my food comes, I'm like, I am already full. What am I going to do? And I ate some of the potato. And I, it, it was um, amazing salmon with this wonderful glaze over top of it. It was so good. But I was so full. And they're both looking at me like, you don't like it. I'm like, no, I ate cake and a salad. <laughs> To be fair, my mother-in-law made the cake and she is a oh fabulous cook. And that is Once my favorite I had a bite, cake. I couldn't not eat the rest. It was fantastic. That you know what? Just that is my favorite cake in the whole world. So to share it with you was a little bit painful for me. <laughs> because that means that I wasn't gonna get to eat the rest of it. It was so good. It is my favorite. But I have to say, being up there, I eat more dessert in those few days than I have in a month. Kristen yeah, welcome really to my world. Loves, Kristen <laughs> loves desserts. It's just her thing. So I'm in between cinnamon rolls and these homey donuts and oh my gosh, all this wonderful stuff. But I'm like, wow, I came back and gained two pounds. I gained two pounds in a weekend. It's just, it was proof of love. That's yes. what that was. Yeah. I mean, but you couldn't say no. It was amazing. Every single thing we had was amazing. I know. You know what? There's just something different about Midwest food. Yeah. I mean, right. There's just mm -hmm. something different about it that it does feel like it's got more care and thought and just love in it or something. I don't and know. It's cheap. It's so cheap. What in the world? Yeah, I know. It makes it. So when we come home to, you know, Midwest, we're like, Let's go have a pizza. Let's go eat at our favorite restaurant. Let's go do this. Cause we're like, yeah, it's a $9 fish meal here and it's $50 in Denver. Yeah. So what a difference. Yeah. It was amazing. Wish so, it could have been longer. Next time it'll be longer. I know. Next time we're going to be a Wall Street seller remix and it will I be. I know, longer. right? Let's do our snack time segment while we're talking about food, because I have one for today that I, you're going to, you're going to be surprised about this for me. Uh, Ah, okay. 
Our snack okay. time. I this is called <gasps> junkless. It's a cinnamon roll chewy granola bar. I love granola bars. That looks kind of, so good. It's actually really good. So it says it's no hydrogenated oils, no fructose corn syrup, no artificial flavors or colors of preservatives, no fake stuff. I do like that. Like I don't drink a lot of soda because I don't want the aspartame and I don't want the corn syrup and stuff like this. So right. this is actually, and they're actually really good because sometimes when you get the healthy granola bars, they they taste kind of cardboard. Cardboard, yeah. No, these right. are the good kind. They're that actually, reminds me of kind bars. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like all natural ingredients, just simple. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm all about that. So I stick these in my purse. So I've always got some kind of a granola bar, some kind of a snack, usually, in my purse whenever I go anywhere. You know, you evolve from your diaper bag back to your purse and you still yep. carry around <laughs> snacks just in case. So this is... This is something that I keep with me, and it's very nice when you're at the bins, when you're outsourcing, when you're out doing errands or whatever, just to have a quick little pick-me-up. It's actually really good. So, And it's not like, for me, I don't like super sweet stuff. Yeah. So it's going to give you, like, satisfy that craving without it being sweet. Yeah. And I like that. I, I do like a healthy thing. I know I talk about sugar, like, all the time, and I <laughs> eat a lot of sugar. But that is definitely uh, one of the things that I that I eat on the regular. I eat a lot of salad. I eat a lot of um, granola bars, but I also eat a lot of gummy worms. So it's a balance. <laughs> and Kristen nervous eats. It's the oh. cutest thing. When we were at the meetup, we, we had put gummies on the table. Everyone had gummies in their bags because, of course, you know, we couldn't have our little lunch, let's do lunch bag without having some kind of little snack in there. Snack time. Yeah. But then I would look over and here she is. Rip. She's nervous eating gummies. Mm -hmm. I look over again. Rip. Nervous eating gummies. I mean, like three times I looked over. Rip. I was like... Okay, I see what she does, but you know what? That's a much better thing than, you know, donuts or something. Or like, I mean, candy. that's because donuts gummies. weren't available at the time. <laughs> <laughs> we did have ice cream pops as soon as that was over, and those oh. were fabulous. I had like strawberry basil or something like that. Wasn't basil? What was it? I don't remember. It, it was, but it oh, was lavender. Lemonade lavender. It like really was lavender. I, I never tasted anything that you could, it just, it was like you're eating lavender. It was, it was like crazy. a big pop of la literally a pop of lavender. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it exactly was. No, it was a really good time. I um, took a bunch of pictures and put them out on the um, on our social media so you can see all the pictures from all the from the event and all the great, fabulous, wonderful, amazing people that came out to. It. Some of them traveled from so far to come yes. hang out with us. Still mind blown about that, but just absolutely crazy. We're still some buzzing the, about it. I mean, just we're know, so still excited. About it. So some of the people that were at the event also commented last week on last week's podcast. Yeah. 40 last week. So this is 41, but episode 40 last week. This is crazy. We're getting into some serious numbers, but yep. um, Tal Toys, that was um, Chris and Jennifer that were yeah. there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they said had a great time. Um, they're not on YouTube, but we pretty much everywhere else we've um, been resellers for a long time and it was so great to talk to you both. So it was so cool that they were there big time flips. It was such a good day. Good to Brandon. see both. Can't wait to see them both at boss. So Yay! he will be there. That's exciting. So a lot of good things um, that we're talking about. 
but the uh, New England Betty Boop was like, congratulations on episode 40. Vicki Hahn, congrats on episode 40. Um, but I do want to mention that we did like announce that not only are we going to be a Boss Reseller Remix speakers, but we have membership. So Teresa Frawley was like, looks like such a fun gathering, part-time seller here. I learned so much from you ladies. Hope to meet you someday. Thank you to thank you in person. I look forward to membership info, but she hasn't found it. Please let her know where to find it. Thank you. So um, I guess we need to let everybody know where to find it whenever they're uh, looking. Right. There is a join button. There, do we know? I know that there's a join button, but I think on mobile, it's harder to find. So what we're going to do is we okay. will actually have a link in the description. So you can just click it. So I wanted to like say thank you to our very first members That's and so our number yeah. one first member was Cheryl Shiny Squirrel. Oh, Shiny Squirrel. Oh my gosh. She was we love her. And she is so supportive of our own channels and this channel. So we just love her. Absolutely. New England Betty Boop was set. Thank you so much. Nettie. Mrs. Frugal Trash the Cash. Oh my gosh, and another amazing one. And Shanna Simply Shenanigans. Simply Shenanigans. That, another one that we got to meet. How yes. cool was that? So that they are really cool. our very first members and we just barely announced it. So thank you guys so much for thank participating you. and being a member of the Let's Do Lunch squad. You all yeah. are, but it's just super awesome that y'all are willing to support us. And you get um, extras. We're going to do a once a month yeah. live on the Let's Do Lunch channel where you can come in and we'll like chat with everybody and you can ask us literally anything you get discounts on merch you get shout outs and we'll have other little perks for our members coming up so where's the emojis i'm oh, so emojis. excited over the silly little emojis i think they're so fun i, I just want to have emoji parties all the time and you get the little let's do lunch lunch bag by your name in the chat so yeah. but that's going to be much cooler the fact that we're going to have live shows yeah. For the members. So that's really awesome. We're excited yeah. about that. Speaking yeah. of awesome people, why don't we do our lifting up and shouting out? Oh yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Yay. Okay. Yay. That song just makes me happy. I know. It's, <laughs> it's a little bouncy. We both sit in the back and we're like, yeah dancing a little bit. So that's V. She's um tell your friend sportswear. She's on so I found her on Instagram first. And she just she's just got such a great spunk to her, but she does a lot with Depop and gives you so much information about the trending stuff with Depop. She's got that great young vibe. She does a um a whatnot where she goes thrifting and you go thrifting with her, which oh. I also think is a lot of fun. So it's not a it's not like Chris does at the bins, but it's at a thrift store. Or sometimes she'll take you to Plato's Closet. Oh, so neat. Big Northwest. So they just have neat different stuff out there. Oh yeah, for it's sure. really fun to watch her. She's on Clubhouse too. If anybody is ever on Clubhouse, is that so still a thing? I don't know. I, I was in it for a while and then I got so busy with a lot of other stuff. It was one of those things that I just, it went to the wayside for me, but yeah. I know that she was pretty active there, but definitely on Instagram, she's always got good stories. She's a little bit sassy, got a little bit of spunk to her. I think that's fun, but We're also sassy sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> and a lot of like really good 
like reselling information, talks about consistent sellers and bolos and things like that. But just a lot of fun. I really like her. Do check out her Instagram. She's also on whatnot. So, and I love somebody who does something different than me. Yeah. I don't do Depop. And so I just think it's awesome when somebody like goes to like the dark side and tries yeah. something different. And, and I also think it's good to give it. that perspective too. Like, yeah. what is hot on Depop? Because <laughs> It, it's usually the really cool trendy stuff that yeah. will trickle down to people in the Midwest and my age in a little while. But you know, I see it on the kids in Denver, mm-hmm. but I don't, you know, I'm not, I, she just seems so cool. I just want to like, I want to go hang out with her because she seems so cool and young and hip and I love it. That's awesome. So we'll yeah. put her information below so you can go check her out. Yeah. Always let her know. Let's do lunch set sent you over to her so that we can support other women resellers. So. Yes. So I have, um, so I guess it's not, it's kind of ish news about eBay. Did you oh. know that eBay is rolling out AI tools, artificial intelligent tools? Well, it doesn't surprise me since like almost everybody is doing that. Right? Yeah. Well, they have, evidently they have their own, it's called generative AI. Okay. And some sellers reported seeing it over the last couple of weeks. And so basically what they're going to do is where you can create auto-generated descriptions based Mm -hmm. for your items, based on what else is already out there. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how I feel about that because I have a feeling what's going to happen is a lot of, especially newer sellers are just going to use the AI generated description, which is going to be wrong. Mm. They're, you know, they're just going to let it put all the stuff and then they're never going to look at it. They're never going to read it. So it's going to sound really great. Amazing condition. And what if theirs is not? But AI is coming, guys. So you have to like, you know, get with it because I think it's, you know, it's going to be a part of of the future. Yeah. It's going to be a part of reselling now. And I don't know. I, I is that you, do you think it's a good thing? I think that anything that is a uh, technology can be a good thing if it's used the right way. But like you said, if it's just a cheat, then mm-hmm. I don't think, I think if you're cheating on anything like that, it just isn't good. You got to do your due diligence with things yeah. like that. You need to make sure that I'm always like, well, it's a reflection of me. So if somebody messages me and like, Hey, you've got a mistake in your listing. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so Thank embarrassed. You so much. Yes. Yeah, but But, yeah, it's going to be a plugin. So it's going to allow you to auto-generate item descriptions based on content already available across the web. And they're going to roll out tests for sellers to pre-populate categories and item specifics. Listen to this from a single photo. Oh, wow. Put a description anymore. It'll fill it in. You know what though? Listen, when we use Google lens, to find yeah. things that we're trying to do a little bit of like research on. You're like, oh, this is a really cool item. I found it at, you know, the thrift store. What is this That's thing? true. Yeah. So you do get, but sometimes you take a picture of it and you get nothing or you get something oh, that's wrong. wrong. So you, yeah. you're going to have to like use your brain and think about things. So. Yeah. I took a picture of a parrot statue and uh-huh. real parrots all came. But what am I selling oh. a live parrot now? I mean, that you're right. That could be, uh, I'm know. sure that's not something that's going to be allowed on eBay. So I hope not. Yeah. That I will probably not something. animals on eBay. That would 
would be really bad. So speaking of the technology, we got a a new printer that I took to the the meetup. Have you ever tried to hook up a printer? It's not easy. It's not fun. But this thing was easy and it's pink. So that was the thing I'm impressed about that printer is not only is it pink and thermal, but it's wireless wireless and so you can wire it or you can wireless it so you oh, can, it can it, be it, both it can be both so you, mm. i plugged it into the computer got everything set up but then i i did it wireless from my phone which i've never done before in 26 years so wireless anyway, from your phone to print yeah. from your phone that's amazing show it I again what not labels from my phone it happened i did it from a cute little printer so and don't you have a discount code? I do. It's called Squirrel Squad. So uh, Squirrel we'll put the link. Squad. We'll put the link in the description below so that you can get your own pink printer too. It's super easy. But um, it's like under two hundred bucks, right? Oh yeah, it's reasonably priced. So for a wireless thermal printer, that's awesome. I hooked it up in less than like three minutes. It was nice. so easy. I hooked it up by myself. That's pretty impressive. No help, Katie and Vicky. Boss Reseller Remix. Super excited that you guys are here. Hello. <laughs> Hello, ladies. How are you? We're super great. You know, I feel like I'm uh, I'm on your show. I, like, I feel like I'm your, <laughs> your special guest because I love watching your Sunday Hall videos. So, Aww, well, thanks. You're one of the cool. 10 people that watch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, we have one of those cool. wireless printers, too. And uh, let me tell you, being able to print from my phone is the best thing ever. Because yeah. I used to, when we had the one that was wired, it was wired to Vicky's computer. So I would mm-hmm. have to send my labels to her, her, and then I would print them out and it was just a pain. And mm-hmm. now I can just like get on my phone and do it. Now, how do you feel about the wireless printer? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> the, I like only it. because I, I, I print exclusive, I have a Chromebook in my shipping office and no. I use the Chromebook only to print. That is all I use it for. It's, oh. it, I have a specific room. And honestly, it's just it's just because that brand does not sync well with Chromebook. It kicks it out all the time. Yeah, so it's a low printer. Like at least once oh. a, every other day, you have to like redo it. And like you're saying, have you ever tried to install a printer? Thank you. That's like every other day. <laughs> so now you know why I hate it. But here's the thing. <laughs> She's technologically um, challenged. That's a nice way uh. to put it. So it takes like two seconds for me to fix it, whatever the issue is. It's just a connection thing with the Chromebook. So um, I'm yeah. also technically challenged a lot of times and I have a MacBook. So a lot of times you can't do things because it's Mac. Oh, this was so easy. It was so easy. I was really, I was really impressed with it. Plus since I travel all the time, it's really nice to have like, I've got a thermal printer at home and now oh, I just have to take it with you. I take it so now when we oh. when we meet up in Denver and we go sourcing at the bins and you ship big boxes back for me. I'm gonna say, can you meet us at the hotel with your wireless printer? No problem. <laughs> and we will be set. No problem. You can hook up your phone to my wireless printer. Print you all go. you want. It's That's be great. Deal. <laughs> it is gonna be great. When are you coming back to Colorado? Because oh, we've been drifting together a couple times and it's way too fun. Oh my god, we have so much fun. Um, I want to say it at minimum we'll be back in September. Um, nice. because I, I got to go to the ARC holiday, Halloween. I got to source their stores that time of the year because I, I hit the sweet spot last year with that. And they stockpile all of their vintage for like the Halloween costume season. 
And oh my God, the oh my amount God. of beautiful, I'm just giving out a secret here. So anybody that lives in Colorado can go scoop me, I guess. But um, <laughs> they put out all their sweet, amazing vintage, like right around September something or other. And I know the date. Well, there's a specific store that, that it gets put out first in September. So mm -hmm. I don't think I we should give that. Don't no, give that I was away. given the inside scoop <laughs> on that. And, um, it, and it was just, honestly, I think I had made it down half an aisle and had a full cart that <gasps> month, the one time. I, I mean, yeah, so much stuff and their prices are very reasonable. Um, yeah. and it's, you know, and not to do an, uh, an advertisement for ARC, but they're, it's a fantastic company, but they also, what they put out is quality. They're not mm -hmm. putting out stuff that's stained and ripped and torn and smelly and gross. I think they've got a really good QC in the background, whoever puts the stuff out, because everything they put out was in great condition. Now, I've got to so, say, though, that does make me a little sad because I am a vintage t-shirt seller. Mm -hmm. And the stained and gross ones can sell for just as much, if not more, sometimes. And You're so, and she true. was telling us that they, you know, they they throw out the stuff or they do they don't put the stuff out that's stained. I'm like, oh man, there's probably so much gold back there that never gets to, makes it to the floor. Yeah. Listen. Now, Ark in general is just a honey hole. Yes. In general, at any time of the year, it's really good. But we did get to do like a behind the scenes. I got know. To go I was so jealous. You should be jealous because that was really cool to like get into the back room behind the curtain at a thrift Next store. Next time we come back, we have the invite to do that. And I'm, I'm, I want to do it. Well, and apparently, oh uh, I don't know if you've heard about this, Kristen, there's like, they have like containers or something somewhere, like mm -hmm. they're full, not just in their warehouses, but they have like, like dozens of containers that are filled. Like, and I'm talking about like shipping containers. Yeah. Like, yeah unsorted uh like i'm like i can't even i know it just but you can like go and look through no like no, it's storage i'm saying like i'm gonna figure out a way that i can i gotta get in right? with maggie and and that's what i'm saying no you can't it's not like something that's like publicly accessible i know but can you imagine getting one of those pallets oh right right so funny that we're talking about arc and maggie civic because she does the get thrifty podcast that we love mm -hmm. you guys have been on that She's going to be one of your speakers, right? Yeah, yes. she is. Oh, my so, God. So, you know, we've, I don't know if you, who's been to eBay Open that's listening to this, but um, mm -hmm. occasionally they would have like, you know, try to do like a marketing or social media like session. And I feel like anything I've ever seen, it's never somebody who necessarily has the following to back it up or, you know, it's difficult. And we all kind of have our own businesses and basically have to run our own marketing departments. And so I was really excited when I met Maggie because her like literal job is marketing for our thrift stores, which they have like 34 stores mm -hmm. and they do like TikTok, Instagram, yeah. YouTube, podcast. Uh, television, they, they do wow. so many things and they just do such a good job with their marketing. And so we asked her to speak specifically about marketing your business. Oh, and so we get like a professional presentation from somebody who does this, who's paid to do this as their job. And I'm really excited about that. Yeah, they're amazing. The, the organization is amazing. The stores are amazing. I really like hanging out with her. She's super cool. Mm -hmm. But I, I do think it's going to be awesome that she's going to be at the remix. They're, the lineup that you have for the speakers, Angie and I were just talking about it. We're already fangirling. We're so super excited for so many of these speakers. We're just so excited. We cannot wait. You know, we are too. The, the reality is, is that, you know, you may have heard this before from us, but the first year that we did this, it was, we had, we asked our friends, you know, we said, okay, we're yeah. going to do this thing. 
We don't know if anyone's going to buy tickets. We can't pay you. Can you come to Vegas and speak? And every single person that we asked was like, yes, we're in. Because we have wonderful friends in this community. Yes. And we were so grateful for that. And we were able to pull off this event and we were like, oh, we can do this. And every year it's like, how do we get better? How do we make it better and bigger and have better, you know, new people? And last year we had a lot of the same speakers from the first year come back, but they, with different topics. So we've done it different every year. This year, our goal was to make sure we had every single person was brand new that we've never had speak at anything before or present in any way. And um, we actually put out a call to speakers because we wanted to reach out to people outside of our network. I mean, there's mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of sellers and YouTubers and influencers and people that are super good at what they do. And I don't know everybody. How could you? Right? So we got some great people that applied to speak and, and it was very hard to make the choice. We actually got so many applications. We're like, okay, listen, we maybe can't fit you this year, but if you're still on board, we want you next year. You know, we oh, had so awesome. many. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, I'm excited to see these people. I don't know a lot about the people that we have lined up, but I'm kind of excited to see like this cross section of different kinds of sellers and different states and different ways to sell. I'm excited. I, awesome. yes. And the, 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 the people that we saw that I got to meet just that weren't even speakers, but we're standing there talking to people and then they'll show you your, their social media and, you know, everybody does the QR code and hey, I'll follow you. I'll follow you. I'll follow you. And then you look and you're like, oh my gosh, storage auction pirate. I'm standing here talking to storage auction pirate. This is so cool. I had no idea. This is awesome. And you just, I freaked out over everybody that was there. So I just can't even wait. Oh, I'm buzzing. I've already got goosebumps. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kind of energy that we love. That's why, that's why you two are speaking too. <laughs> Well, I don't know, like, uh, if you how, if you've gotten into this much with with your listeners, viewers, um, but yeah, the Boss Reseller Remix is our conference that we do every year. We organize it with our friend and business partner Teresa Cox, and mm-hmm. this is going to be our third one come up here in October the sixteenth through the nineteenth. Um, okay, so my question is: mm-hmm. You're just sitting there, busy with your lives and your businesses, and then you said. Yeah, let's take on this giant project of creating this event. Whose idea was that? <laughs> so, you know, we've been going uh, to eBay Open for years. You know, I've met Vicki and Teresa the same year at eBay Open 2017. And as sellers are wont to do, we always complained about the things we didn't like about the event. Oh. And, uh, you know, we, we loved it. We loved the community part. We loved the networking part. We loved talking to other sellers. The social part was the social was part, fantastic. you know, yeah. and it was just an amazing experience. Like, as you know, um, Kristen and Angie, I don't know if you've gone to other, uh, reseller conferences before, I went to like when you're, so yeah, yeah okay. when you're surrounded, no matter what the event is, when you're surrounded by other resellers, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. The energy is amazing. crazy. It feels so yeah. good. It doesn't even matter what's happening. Right. But we always kind of had, um, you know, ideas of how eBay could do it better. And a a lot of it was really about like, please, 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 more seller-led content. Um, But I mean, it was their event. They're a company. They want to talk about eBay. They want their their employees to be running running most of the sessions. When it's a business, they're there to advertise their business. We get that. That's their job. Like our least favorite part, right? And so Mm -hmm. when 
2019 eBay Open happened. Right after that, they basically announced that at the time they were taking a hiatus from doing eBay Open. And so that was when, honestly, I don't remember like who said, let's do it. It's just something we had talked about before. We had always, I I don't even want to say always, but we had actually speculated before, like, I bet we could do this. But it was never even, it was just kind of like a, an idea in the ether, a broad idea that we weren't really, Mm -hmm. and then, yeah. And And they were like, let's do it. Let's just, why can't we do one? Let's just do it. And so we went through the whole product. We had like the website, we had the branding, we'd been advertising it. And we were like, okay, it's going to happen. The dates were in August of 2020. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you guys know where this is going. Oh. Um, and mm-hmm. I remember talking to Dom Hollins, who's who's our MC. Uh, and, and she was like, are you, are you worried at all about COVID? And we were like, eh, it's going to be over in a couple of weeks. <laughs> and so we all everyone everywhere. Yeah. Our tickets were supposed to go on sale 2020. It was, I believe it was April 1st, 2020. Yeah. Oh, um, so my sales. We'll just postpone it. And then we all yeah. know, I mean, we postponed it o- over a year. Yes. Our world, like 2020, the year that never happened. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, then yeah. we, and then we made plans to do it for 2021. And if you remember that summer was when the Delta variant came up and all of a sudden yep. it was like, we were back into like, Oh, mm-hmm. this is really bad. And, and we, but we were already too far into it. We were like, we just got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were at the point where we just uh, like half of our tickets were already sold. We were already committed. We couldn't cancel because Vegas never closed and there was no, you know, insurance yeah. clause or anything like that. So, I mean, we're not a big company. We're not eBay, you know, exactly. we we're canceling. Uh, so we just went, oh, we're just going to go. Whoever wants to come can come. So yeah. it ended uh, up being really successful though. It yeah. really was. It, it still was, especially for our first year and the climate being what it was, it was still yeah. successful. Yeah. And then last year, thank goodness it was even better. Um, and you know, we're hoping to build on that every year to a degree. I, I mean, I think most, most people have heard, we don't want to outgrow the event center, that space that we use. We want to yeah. keep it small. We don't want to be an eBay open with 3000 people. God bless them. They can do that. That way it would become a full-time job and it already does take over our lives to a degree. Yeah. We're not, no, we're not interested absolutely. in being full-time event planners. It's, you know, we, we go hard for four or five months on it and that's good enough, you know? Well, I like the size of it because it feels like manageable, even as a, like as a spectator or, or like just going to visit you get a chance to see everybody and meet everybody. And it does feel a lot more personal. So it it's not as overwhelming. It doesn't feel like there's so many people that you can't even talk to everybody, or mm-hmm. there's just so many people I don't want to talk to anybody. It's It was really fun. It was really fun. So I can't wait. And Kristen and I talked about it. We, we both love that you have actual sellers, it, it, yeah. you know, instead of, I think a lot of a lot of groups do like YouTube personalities who resell. You have resellers. Mm-hmm. We are through and through resellers. So we love that. And I love the fact that even if you can't come, you can come virtually and yes. still see everything and be a part of it and experience all of everything that you know, all the knowledge that these resellers who've been doing it forever like are gonna like share with you. So we're, we're super excited about that. So even, you know, even if you can't make it to Vegas, you can still be there and be a part of it. So I'm, we're loving that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're very um, deliberate and about how we choose who we want to speak. 
I mean, we, we like to have a balance of, of course, we want to have people who have a large following. I mean, we're, oh, we're yeah. putting on an event. We need to draw people in, people who don't know who we are. And so mm -hmm. like, why would they want to come to an event put on by us? They don't know who we are. They're, so we need to have some of that appeal, but we also want the content to be meaningful. So even those people who do have a large social media following, you know, looking at you know, how we build the content, how we we kind of structure their um, their presentations it, we want there to be something that people can learn from. And then there, are, you know, we want to highlight sellers who may not be recognizable to the broader, um, you know, seller community, but we feel like they have something really important to share and knowledge that can help other people, inspire other people to help them with their businesses. So yeah, we, we definitely do that um, with a purpose. Very intentional. We do. I mean, we definitely try to keep a, a mix um, as Katie said, uh, there's nothing wrong with having a, an event with all these amazing YouTubers and social media stars that you want to meet and have fun and, oh, for sure. and hang out with. I mean, that's just as fun. Don't get me wrong. Um, but part of our intention with the remix was to help sellers level up their business and learn more yeah. and take something away from it that they can ap apply to themselves. Not everybody can see themselves as a social media person and, and that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. um, but there are plenty of sellers that are killing it that have no social media presence and never will because it's not their thing. Yeah. So, and they have obviously just as much to teach other people too. So uh, it's trying to find that balance is, is, is where we are trying, you know, um, and I think we've been able to pull it off the past couple of years. We'll see this yeah. year is I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah. One of the people that spoke last year that I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know these guys. I don't know if I know anything and I don't know if this is going to be interesting or not. I've sat through all of it. It was great. I, I like sitting on the second floor. I like to be able to like be a bird and see over everything. But, <laughs> um, was the people that bought the, um, uh, a Knights of Columbus Hall or the Masonic or, Lodge. The Masonic Lodge. Yeah, Chris and Julie Brown. Wow. That was That's crazy cool. cool that they, you know, it was an experience that they got to have. And it's something that I probably won't get to do, but I wanted to know every little detail about every single thing that happened for them. And I thought that was just amazing. Amazing. And then the guy, the, well, you did have eBay speak and they talked about their authentication program. I'm blown away by that. I had no idea what was going on behind the scenes. And that is incredible. Also, completely other end of the spectrum. Amazing to be able to see all of that. And I was just, it was just every single thing that I, every single thing I learned something from, which just blew me away because I've been doing this for so long. You can't teach us <laughs> all new tricks, but we totally right? did. Totally did. It was great. It was great. So you, I know that you guys are both like, vintage sellers. Um, tell us what your best sale was here recently. What, 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 what have you sold? What is cool? What's hot? What have you sold? Um, well, I actually sold something that I picked up the last time I saw you at the bins. I I've been traveling a lot these last couple of months. So I have to say my sales are pretty lackluster. If you don't put in the work, you know, it's what happens. Mm, I, understand I, own that. There. I own it. Um, but, uh, I had just sold, I think yesterday, cause I have to ship it when we're done with this. Um, a, a blanket that I had picked up at the bins when I was with you, Kristen in Denver back in January and it was the University of Wyoming uh, oh, felt nice. blanket. It had the little cowboy logo on it. And it was vintage, probably from the 60s, 70s. Yeah. And I paid, what is it, 59 cents or 69 cents a pound? In right, for linens. Uh, for right. linens. And Dirt I sold cheap. it for $130. So 
that's the kind of stuff I like to sell. My average sale price usually is somewhere around 60 bucks or so. Um, nice. You know, I, I definitely have the 15 and $20 items. Don't get me wrong. I have plenty yeah. of those, especially lately. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, I try to keep my average a little higher. But yeah, I love linens. Love, love, love selling mm. linens. Um, so, you know, with selling vintage t-shirts and the way the market has been recently, just in general, and people buying on, on eBay and, and other platforms, my sales have definitely slowed down. And I used to do a lot of buying from other sellers and paying up for stuff because I could flip it quickly and, and get really mm -hmm. high dollar yeah. amounts. And so this last year, the last uh, handful of months, I've really had to kind of switch things up and do a lot more, um, kind of go back to my roots of the bins because yeah. when I started selling like uh, full time back in 2016, like 90% of my stuff was coming from the bins in Oregon. And uh, I had moved away from that because it was just made more sense for my time to buy, let other people do the picking. And then I get to buy the good stuff, you know? Well, I'm back at the bins, guys. And it's kind of, I'm falling in love with them all over again. And it's so. And now I have competition at the bins. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, That's she got really mad because uh, I did this whole challenge, you know, for some reason when she goes out of town, she was just in Nashville. When she goes out of town, I decide, oh, I'm first of all, I can work later because she mm. doesn't like to work as much as I do as far as she wants to you know, be done at six o'clock, boring, not work on Saturdays, <laughs> boo. You know, and have so, a life. Yeah. Like when she leaves, something I, besides my way of, like letting loose and partying is, is to like <laughs> just work a lot. So yeah. I challenged myself and I did like a daily vlog this week, five days in a row, going to the bins every morning. And I had to be there for at least 90 minutes and oh, I had nice. to get at least 10 items. And so, uh, and well, then she's I pickier than us. So 10 is, yeah, yeah, that is yeah. she can get leave with a whole cart full of stuff and I'll have like 10 things. Yeah. 90 minutes. My gosh, we'll have two carts. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so 10 items at least. And then I come home process it, wash it if I have to, take pictures, measurements, and get it all listed same day and then put the video out that night. So I did that for oh. five days in a row. And being able to see like how many things that I paid like 50 cents for or a dollar and I'm selling them mm -hmm. for 40, 50, which, you know, it's like, yeah, the good old days, uh, I would regularly sell t-shirts for $100, $200, $300. I still get those sales, but not as frequently. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was paying up for that stuff. So my sales are definitely down, but my costs are way down. Yes. So, and I'm, and I'm loving it. It's awesome. Good. I haven't watched her vlog yet. I'm going to do that. She's going to get real mad though. <laughs> she does know I got one blanket um, that she knows of. And she, I sent her a picture and she's like, you're buying blankets now. <laughs> Honing in on your territory, huh? There. Huh? I'm going to have um, to be here. We're very Indeed. competitive to begin with. So, you know, I know, I know that you're competitive. <laughs> Great. I love it. Angie, what's your best sale this week? Um, I went to the bins. I met Travis Bartermania. He was actually in town. And so he drove over like an hour over here. I like offered to go there, but he came over here and we were only there for about an hour. And I normally don't pick up Build-A-Bear plush anymore, but there was one that was like, orange with pumpkins all over it and I was like I think I'm gonna get that I just something about it I didn't look it up and I listed it and it sold for $95 what I yeah. know that one as soon as you said it had pumpkins I was like That's I was like oh, I you, were that. Me. And you were like Ooh. so I guess yeah. that reseller intuition just kicked in there because I normally wouldn't pick them up but I was like 
hmm, I think I'm going to get this one. So I was pretty happy with that. And it sold really, really quickly. I know that you guys were into vintage. So I'm going to pick out my vintage um, sale that I've, I had it recently. I've been on vacation mode since the first of June. So I didn't have any sales in this, this for a minute, but I had a pair of little kids bibs. They were denim bibs. They were key brand and they had hee-haw all over them. They were so cute. They were so cute. Yeah. Somebody had already gone through this bin. I didn't get over there to where, when the new bin rotation came out, but there was a whole bunch of kids clothes. Somebody had already been through a bunch of them, but I found um, a vintage ringer tee that was like from the seventies, all of this stuff was from the seventies. And I, I think I sent it to you, Katie, cause I, I washed it and then it bled all over. Yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. Red came out of it. Uh huh. Um, did you get it all out? I did. I got it all out with that writ, um, yep. remover that you oh, said, Yeah. but I sold those vintage bibs that they just kept tossing them away. I'm like, wait, those are cool. I didn't like the show, but <laughs> those bibs, um, I took a best offer of $61 and 91 cents. And nice. would you pay like 75 cents for them? Probably right. 75. So, well, my average cost of goods for the whole of last year was like $1.37. Wow. So that's crazy. $61.91 and I accepted a best offer, but the other ones, these were shorts. The other ones that were selling online, like the comps that I did against them were all longer pants and they were going for a hundred, 125, you know, just crazy to me for a pair of little kids, vintage bibs. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's a great sale. But Love it. Um, Kate or Vicki, you had, you had an item that we found while we were at the bins and you're like, this is awesome. These are so great. Tell, tell Angie about these amazing pants that you found. So we were in the bins and again, this is, we're picking through stuff. We, you know, we're not quite diving in the second the stuff comes out, like let the bros throw the stuff, right? right. Then, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, so we're in a bin that had probably been out an hour or two maybe. Uh, and we were with our friend Liz as well. Yep, and I picked up these one. pants that were um, wool and I could tell, you know, a lot of times I pick by feel, like I understand yeah. why yep. people wear gloves at the bins, but I can't because I can't feel the fabric quality and things. So um, I guess I'm going to risk, risk the hepatitis without the, without the gloves, but <laughs> I was looking through and I was like, this feels, you know, you know, when you feel like vintage wool, you know what vintage wool feels like, right? Yeah. So there were these vintage wool pants that I pulled out and they were so in such perfect condition, no, uh, no moth holes, no stains, no pilling, nothing. And I'm looking at the construction of these things. And I, and I've been selling vintage and, and even antique clothing for many, many years. I've been selling since 98. Um, Wait, how old are you? Shut up. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that yeah. Was coming. Don't say, we don't want to talk about our age. That's We're fine. not talking about that. Uh, so, you know, I was looking at these things and I was like, I think these might be Confederate um, uniform pants, like Civil War, true Civil War. Uh, I've sold Civil War things before. Living on the East Coast, it was a little more common to find very old things. Not right. so much out here in Vegas, but... Um, the construction, they had the, um, the, the, the tin buttons, it was cotton, there were no zippers, it was, you know, everything about it was screaming authentic to me, but I was like, they just feel too good to be 100 plus. True, years. yeah. You know, so I was like, but the construction and the way it was designed, I'm like, I, I really couldn't tell. I was like, I need to research these more. I didn't know if they were actual Civil War or if they were a reenactment. Mm -hmm. So um, I did a bunch of research. It took me a while. You know how you put stuff to the side that you know you get away. Yeah. It probably took me like three months to get them listed. 
Mm. And um, I did a bunch of research on them and I was able to find out they were not a virgin original Civil War, but they were Civil War reenactment uniform pants that were still at least 50 years old. So they were vintage, <gasps> made for Civil War reenactment. It wasn't a current thing and they were made authentic, you know, according to how they were made, you know, whatever. So um, I paid, you know, whatever, probably two dollars for them. They were a little heavy, uh, a little over a pound to two fifty anyway. And right. They sold for, I think I sold you the, sent you the link, but I can't remember exactly what it is off the top of my head. Do you have it there? I don't. I'll, I'll pull it open here. Okay. It was, they were over, over $200 anyway. I sold them for over $200 and they were shipped internationally. I'm pretty sure they went to Japan. Nice. Um, so I made a little bit of extra money on the shipping going international because I right. shipped using pirate ship, you know, so, um, $216 and 45 cents. That's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, and they sold within a couple of weeks of listing. Wow. Because some hey. of that stuff, you know, like you said, some of it's instinct, right? Like you were saying, yeah. like it's what you purchased and what you purchased, you know, sometimes you just get the instinct, you know, first of all, we're not paying a lot for the stuff. Mm -hmm. If you think something's interesting or or you don't know what it is, or you think it might be worth something, like grab it. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying invest $100 in an enemy you know nothing about. That's a different story. Yeah. Two bucks, take the risk. This is the cost of education. This is how you learn. I really think that is the advantage for folks like the, us that have been doing it for a long time is when we started, you couldn't comp things. You literally yeah. had to go with your gut instinct. Mm -hmm. We couldn't even, we had no smartphones. So you just had to go with your gut and come home and research it. So yeah. you- In a book, think we, usually. In yeah. a book. You'd research it so, in a book. Right. There was no we learned to, to pick a different way. Yeah. Now- yeah everyone looks up, uh, you know, anyone who's okay. new, they look up every item. And I'm thinking you're passing up probably a lot of great items because you don't know to just go with your gut sometimes. Well, yeah. and yeah. Vicky sells a lot of stuff at really high dollar amounts that's handmade, yeah. like vintage handmade. So there's no label. There's no, yeah. there's no brand you can look up. It's literally just knowing by construction and what it looks like, what it feels like and being able to identify a decade and she's selling a dress for over $200 that yeah. there's a label. So somebody's no mom made for them, you know, in 1960, you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Exactly. Which was so normal then. Mm -hmm. Totally. You know? Handmade um, clothing from vintage handmade clothing is so much better made than anything you can buy at a store now. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. But going with your gut, you know, that's Grams and Pops Vintage. They have a, a YouTube channel too, but they call it the cost of eBay tuition. Yes. <laughs> you just, sometimes you just take a risk and you learn from it. Sometimes it's a fail, but sometimes you score so big on some stuff. So, well, and sometimes yeah. like when I was doing this whole bins challenge, like I just needed to get 10 items. And so I grabbed a couple of things where I was like, I don't know. And the other day, Jesse from yesterday's Vintage, yeah. Uh, you know, he knows some of the stuff that I like. And so he like threw me this sweatshirt that was like a, it was like a travel sweatshirt. It had like a, a boat on the back of it, like kind of a beach scene, but it was white. It had some, uh, quite a few stains on it. And I was like, whatever, I'll take it. I didn't really want to, but I'm like, I need 10 items, damn it. And so <laughs> I, you know, I spot treated it, washed it, bleached it. And most of the staining came out. And it was one of those items where I pick it up and even as I'm putting it in my cart, I'm like, I don't really want this. And then as I come home, I'm like, why did I buy this? And it literally <laughs> sold the next day for $45 on Etsy. And I'm like, why? Oh my gosh. But that happens a lot. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. so that's like where my instinct is actually kind of wrong. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, why, why is this the thing that sold the fastest? 
Where, where the item is attaching itself to you saying, I have to go home with you. <laughs> <laughs> or you put something fun. in your cart thinking, I'm going to look this up and then I may not get it. And then you absolutely forget to do that. She always and, forgets to look at her cart. And you, and you, just, you just check out and take everything with you. And I go, what the hell? Why did I get this? I didn't mean to get this. <laughs> I do that too. And then it still sells. <laughs> the boots that you found, you found some great cowboy boots. And we're like, I was drooling over them because that's what I... I take those with me to junk stock. And I was like, oh my gosh, those boots are so great. And I'm waiting for you to throw those things back because I would have totally grabbed those things. But now I'm grateful that I didn't grab those things because you got them home, didn't check your cart and tell us what happened. There were two different boots. <laughs> How many times do I do that though? They weren't even, I think they might've been the same size and they were the same color, but they were two entirely different cowboy, but different brands, different entities. Oh like God. one was the left and one was the right, or they were both left. I don't even know, but they were two completely different brands of boots, completely different styles. But to be fair, they had, the Goodwill had put that elastic band around the the two to keep them together as a pair. So, so I to. assume they were a pair. My bad. And competitive Kristen was like, suck it, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, did you hear me say that? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I watched for you to throw those things back because yeah. I was like, oh man, I am so going to dive on those if they, uh, if she throws those back, but you didn't throw much back. You took home a huge haul of stuff the last time you were here. Um, if you guys follow Colorado Reworn, who we've spotlighted here before, yep, he's her Instagram shows the car after you guys loaded it up just off of <laughs> one trip. Yes. Oh my God. So we thrifted, was- I think, for four days overall, and I shipped home. So we live in Las Vegas. So Colorado is actually very cheap to ship home. Mm-hmm. Plus it's the sourcing mecca. So it's like a win-win. Like it's a you know, magic wonderland. I get to go and visit with friends. I get to stay with Liz usually for at least a few of the days. Um, it's like a little vacation and it's cheap to send stuff home. So I shipped 750 pounds of <gasps> merchandise. Seven, and not even that's not even a joke. 750 pounds from forcing. Wow. And it was primarily clothing and shoes, a couple of hard goods thrown in there, not many. And the entire shipment home, I think, cost me under $300 in the multitude of boxes from UPS. So if you think, let's just say 750 pounds times $1.69, this is what I paid per the, per pound. Um, I did go to a Goodwill, so I did pay up for a couple of things, like 4 or $5 pay up. Right. And then the $300 to ship at home, I had enough inventory. I mean, I think I listed for four months. And I think I w- we were doing, we do our Sunday live haul. I didn't yeah. source in that entire time. So every Sunday, I would just open one of the boxes that I had shipped home to do for our haul. Because I was like, I have all this stuff. Like, let's just work off of that. Um, I didn't source Dang. for several months, but it was it was really good. I, I Ideally, I would like to be able to do that once a quarter. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I haven't. Oh, life's been so busy this year. I haven't had as much time as I would like, but. Well, Kristen, could you please go back to Colorado so I could come visit you now? I know I'll be there soon. This summer is just so hard because it's hard to do work stuff because yeah. I'm just out having a ball. We just are all the time going somewhere. I'm, you know, I I told Angie this morning I won't be home until like July. I've got stuff going on, <laughs> so. I, you know, I understand the whole traveling thing because you were traveling and just got home like middle of the night last night mm-hmm. too. It wears you out. Oh, I'm but, exhausted. 
I'm just, you yeah. know, pick a fork in me. You know, trips like that where you're thrifting the whole time, though, they're so fun. I think those are like energetic. It just, I was just going to say, those are energizing for me because you get that dopamine high, right? Yeah. You get that, you get that hit for like, oh my God, the thrill of the hunt. And, you know, uh -huh. we all know what that feels like. So, yep. yeah. Well, and then whenever you would open up your boxes and do your haul videos, it was like I got to relive that a little bit. I'd be like, oh my gosh, let's open this one. What did she get? I forgot. Let's see it. I <laughs> forgot. forgot. Because, I she forget. because she was you know. doing that like a hardcore sourcing trip, she was grabbing stuff so fast that, you know, two months later, she's opening a box. She doesn't remember even picking that stuff up. I'm like, no. oh, that's really cute. No wonder why I picked that up. <laughs> I literally blown away with 750 pounds still i'm like i'm trying to process that i know oh but some gosh. people do that with their death pile too don't you think that a lot of times you set things in the corner because you need to research it and then later you're like oh, this is really good why are why haven't i listed this this is so good so that's the one thing that she and i have do a little bit differently and we've tried to get better at it but neither one of us really have a death pile mm -mm. and um that was the, a real problem in 2020 as you know because we yeah. couldn't force so we have now we do have a little bit i do have at least a couple of weeks i wouldn't even call it a death pile but i at least have a couple weeks of back stock of listing if mm -hmm. god forbid something happens again or i can't source or whatever yeah. Um, but before that I had nothing, I would, that was my rule. I would have list everything as, as I purchased it and I wouldn't go source until it was listed. Mm -hmm. I've had to change that thought process over the years. I mean, we still, we still really don't have death piles and I'm still okay with that. And I think now, because we went through that experience in 2020, now mm -hmm. I already, I know the people that I can call on and I have the connections that I didn't have before where I can call up and be like, Hey man, I got to, can I come over and source? Or, you know, when we were in Colorado last October, at the end of the month, um, you know, I went and sourced a guy's uh, basement and garage. That's right. No, yeah. Wasn't so sketchy at all. No, he was, he was super cool. He was super cool. He just and, wants to and, take a few pictures. Yeah. And he was like, uh, you know, and he's like, next time you come, you know, I've got these other guys. And so there's, there's so many people out there. Like, I know I could totally call him up and be like, Hey man, I need some inventory, but I can't come to you. Like, let's do a video call or whatever. And he would just ship it to me. So oh, I'm not nice. worried about that anymore. I would rather have my stuff listed because for me, I'd rather it be working for me. Like having a death pile yes. like, overall, I don't think is a great idea because like, wh why do you get stuff sitting around that's not making you any money? Yeah, true. that's true. I agree. My goal was always to like, I, I wouldn't let myself go sourcing again. It means I couldn't go to the bins, which I love to do until I got everything listed. Right. And then with doing the videos every week, you have to get them listed so that you can go and then do the video, but also like get it listed so that you can talk about the things that you actually sold. Cause sold, you can't just yeah. go buy stuff. That's why you I actually sell it too. Yeah. So I started doing the what sold videos so that I make myself list so that I can show you that, yeah, I buy the stuff, but I actually sell it. And if I don't get it listed, <laughs> I'm not going to sell it. So it was like a cycle that I had mm -hmm. to, but then once you're on that hamster wheel, you can't get off. So mm -hmm. I, I think that I'm, I'm lucky, you know, you hear people, it's like their favorite part is sourcing and they hate to list or they hate taking pictures. And I think I'm pictures. really like lucky that. that like, I like a balance. Mm -hmm. And so like, I love sourcing, but once I source that sweet stuff, like I'm excited to take pictures of it. I'm excited to list it. I don't yeah. like to go too long. And so I enjoy every part of the process. I even like enjoy the shipping part. Like I'm not jumping up and down, but when I wake up in the morning, it's time to ship. Like I'm like looking forward to it. I'm ready, yeah. to, ready to go. I think I'm like that too. I'm like, okay, what's sold? Let's see, you know, and pull yeah. them out. And Mine is everything but the photos. I hate, I hate the photography process. 
I Me do. Too. I hate it. Really? I don't uh, that I part. Hate all I about it. Like, you know, I always tell people, if you get to the point where you can grow your business, where you can have employees, you know, or, or an employee or a part-time helper in some way, or a VA or an in-person assistant, outsource the part you hate, right? Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing because that's what drags you down. That's what you put off. That's what you dread doing. You don't want to dread any part of your job. You don't want to hate doing this job or then it's a, just a job yeah. job. It's not a fun job. And I think we have fun jobs. We got um, so as soon as I was able to afford to do it, I hired out doing photos. So I take photos of only my hard goods now. Oh. So I have someone that does all the clothing and I'm actually interviewing someone this week that I hope I have a second person uh, to help Yay. do more, ramp me up for Q4. But um, not that I can't do it. I just, I hate it so much that mm. that freeing up of that responsibility and that time was so good for me. Her, yeah. when she photographs clothing, here's what her process is. So she gets her, she gets her area all set up and then I, every once in a while I'll be taking a break and I'll come out and she'll just be laying on the couch watching TV. <laughs> She'll be like, yeah, like, what's going on? And she's like, I'm taking a break. <laughs> and it literally takes her five times longer than it should to photograph clothing because she takes like 500 breaks, which she's not somebody who like is like lazy at all. It's just, because I hate it. So there's much. such a lack of motivation when it comes to doing that. It just does not work for her. But for me, it's like, I just really, you know, I've worked jobs where I dread getting up in the morning and yes. I dread going. And, and right? once, once you're in that place, you get so much anxiety and it makes you miserable. And I get that like we are very very lucky to be able to do something that we love um it is absolutely like a privilege and there are a lot of people who don't have other options Um, but i've been in that place before and it just i hate it and so that's how you know i do my work now is it's like i want to love what i'm doing i want to enjoy it and that doesn't mean it's not a lot of work it's a lot of work it's super stressful sometimes the reseller Um, roller coaster is a real thing it's overwhelming sometimes but ultimately I love what I'm doing. It's like, Oh my God, I'm doing great. I love my job. I'm on top of the world. I sold 5 million things today. And then crickets. Yeah. Oh my God, I need to quit. I need to get a nine to five job. I can't afford to live my life. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. What? I'm such That's a loser. Like probably a two week cycle for Vicky. It's well, yeah. I mean, I know I do that too. I, I like once in a while I'll go on indeed and look at jobs and I, but then I start calculating how much I'll actually make. Yes. And have to be gone from eight That's until fine. five, sometimes six, seven, depending on what they need and answering to somebody else. And I guess that's mm-hmm. the benefit. And I, you know, really try to encourage resellers that I talk to and that like watch my channel to be debt free because yeah. I can make so much less. Even if I have terrible weeks, I'm fine because I've paid off all my debt. Yeah. And it just is so freeing knowing that even if I have a bad week, I don't have to go work a job I hate. I mean, that's admirable. I'm not yeah. there. I would like to pay off all my debt too. <laughs> well, and, and I think, you know, in this world, like it's a constantly changing business and yes. you know, platforms get added and some platforms that perform worse. And, you know, eBay right now in the last probably year and a half has been not great. Like the, a lot of the changes that they're making. And, um, and so it can be scary, but we, you have to be adaptable. You have to be able to make changes to how you do business. Pivot. Um, and so, you know, like I was saying earlier, like, you know, yeah, my sales are definitely down this this year, but I've made drastic changes to how I'm sourcing and the money I'm spending Mm -hmm. on sourcing. And so that change might be really big, but then I'm taking care of it from this side. So, okay, I can handle this. Like, 
Yeah, you know, I can get through this and changing, you know, what I'm sourcing. You know, I was very adamant yes. for a long time. No pants. I don't do pants because <sighs> I just hate photographing pants, you guys. So do I. I don't. I, I don't. If, if I had a better setup, like, I think I would be okay with it, but whatever. It's just not as fun yeah. for me to list. Like, I can do t-shirts all day long. But now I'm starting to branch out a little bit. I'm like, okay, She's I got bought it. pants. I've been, yeah, I bought some pants. <laughs> oh, though, man. And, like, you buy some Levi's 501s at the bins for, like, two bucks and sell them for 60. Like, yeah. why like, why not? So, yeah, you just got to, you got to switch things up and figure out, okay, how do we do things differently from here and still be successful? Watch, it won't be long, and Katie's gonna be only selling pants. Like, right? Never. That I love only jeans. She's gonna realize that you don't have to put pants on a mannequin. So it's how much easier it's gonna be if she figures out how to get that. Yeah. My, you know, my my t-shirt process though is is super. Like, you have like you have you do something, and then all of a sudden you kind of have an idea of how to do your process a little bit differently, and it saves yep. you some time. And then you do this a little bit differently, and that saves you some time. Like, I'm like, it takes me a quarter of the time to do my photographs that I did like three years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I think my pictures are good because I'm like obsessively anal about it. Good pictures make the sale though. You've they got, do. You need to be able to have pride in what you're doing with that. So good pictures make a big difference. Yeah. Big we difference. don't want to see your toes in your pictures. We don't, we don't want to see the nasty floor, the dirty floor yeah. under your stuff. Yeah. No, thank well, you. And I, and I think with my pictures, I think they look great, but I also think that they show exactly what they're getting. Cause yeah. I always say like all a buyer cares about a real buyer, like scammers, whatever. They're not really as prevalent as people try to think they are. Yeah. Most people, all they want is to get what they ordered and to get it quickly. Mm -hmm. And as long as exactly. it's what they think they're supposed to be getting and they get it fast, they're going to be so happy. And that's all they care about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, you, I think you definitely have it down. I love watching your stuff. I love talking about it. I love sourcing with you. I love it that you're on the podcast. I'm just all about the love. <laughs> she has nothing but love. Nothing but good things <laughs> to say. I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, we're so super excited to have uh, both of you come and speak at the Boss yeah. Reseller Remix. So, I'm so excited to meet you, Angie. We have never I met know. in person and I'm excited to meet you in person. Um, yeah, we're excited. I mean, I, I was excited to meet Kristen last year because I had just started following her online and I, Liz had actually told me about you because you're in Colorado. And mm -hmm. Katie and I are terrible. We say this all the time. We really don't absorb other content. Yeah. Um, I don't watch YouTube very often. Uh, you know, it's every hard. single person I know has a YouTube channel. So I, I can't passively watch uh, reseller content. I want to watch it, watch it. And, and I can't do that yeah. and work at the same time. So I, I don't absorb or, or uh, consume as much content as I should. And then all of our friends are YouTubers or, or podcasters or something. And I, But I occasionally will pop in because I want to support my friends and I want to see what yeah. they're doing. So, yeah. you know, maybe I'll watch every 10th video you've done or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But well, I, I have it on all the time. There's something yeah. going on in the background all the time, which is hard, especially with the live, because I'll try to be working and then they'll say something and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I know. Right. And I'll type out a response. And the That's next thing I can't I do it. I can't do it. Like, can't do it. So bad. I I gotta watch TV, like TV that don't really have to pay attention to. That's so why I'm watching, watching a Kristen podcast. A little. Oops, yeah, sorry. on on like Spotify or whatever. I have to do that. Not ones you can watch, but just listen, mm -hmm. so that I can still be a part of it, but I don't have to look mm -hmm. at all. Yeah, <laughs> I do listen to a lot of podcasts though. I do too, just mostly not reseller stuff. I had started. I had seen Kristen, and you know she's so upbeat and bubbly and sparkly and just like. <laughs> And I was like, she can't be like that all the time in real life. 
Oh, she I guess is. She is. Oh, I guess she is. <laughs> All right, Kristen, what podcast are you listening to right now that's not reseller related? Which is hard because I do listen to a lot of reseller content because I want to listen to my friends. But I, I do listen. Okay, let me pull it open. I like the carpool and uh, the car mom. Which is funny because I don't care one iota about a car. I just want to know what color it is so I can pick it out at the parking lot at the Goodwill. That's the only reason I care about my car at all. And can it get me there? And can I tow my trailer? That's all I need to know. <laughs> but I also like, like uh, Crime Junkie. The problem with Crime Junkie is that it's only a half hour and it only comes out once a week because I could listen to it. <laughs> forever it's i know it's just good when i see a podcast the episodes are only 30 minutes i'm like yeah no i can't do that i want it to be like a good hour and a half two hours yeah. because i'm usually working and i don't want to be like because like taking Constantly pictures perfect time to listen to a podcast i don't want to be like going searching for the next episode when i'm working i want to i want to get into it i know i like ours is an hour <laughs> and a half usually ish I, that's a good length of a podcast because you can get stuff done. You can focus on the one thing and then you can, you know, click up another podcast. So I, I like the longer podcast. That's just me. I wish the other ones were longer, but I've also, since I'm driving back and forth in Midwest, it's like 13 hours. Yeah. I've kind of gotten into, uh, I've downloaded some audiobooks. I think I'm going to be doing that this next time too. Oh, so. Yeah. I've done that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, true crime stuff, definitely fun. Uh, I just, Liz actually recommended this podcast to me that I just started listening to um, that's really good called Scamanda. And it's oh. about this woman, Amanda, who like basically was like faking having cancer and and um, like getting all these people in her church to like give money to her and her family. It's crazy. Oh, I, I love crazy. Yeah. I love to hear the crazy. I love that. I'm writing it down because I'll be listening to that. Yeah. yeah. And then like I got all caught up because like the latest episode came out yesterday. And so I'm oh. like, I can't find something else to listen to because I was like apparently in that vein. And so then I started listening to another one called Sympathy Pains. And it's another person who like fakes illnesses and stuff, but she's even crazier. See, I okay. love stuff like that. I love that stuff because I like the true crime stuff too. I love, so, yeah, I love a lot of true crime, including the, the crime junkie one. I listened to, there's another one that's about, um, it's called, uh, sounds like a cult. So it's, it's the thing <laughs> that like a it sounds like a cult. So then they talk about things about how people can be like really obsessive about certain things that they just absolutely love. You can't change their mind. That's what the way it's going to be like, like the cult of Starbucks, the cult of the Kardashians, the cult of, you know, frat fraternities. I mean, that the way that people get super obsessive about stuff. So I do listen to those things too. And I just, sometimes they're good. Sometimes I'm like, I don't think that What's thrifting, the other like? thrifting is not a cult. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. There's a one, my favorite one I listen to every week is called that's messed up. And it, it's, <laughs> it's every episode it's, they do episodes of law and order SVU. Uh-huh. And so that is my favorite show. Okay. Oh, Andy, oh you, you have, have to, to listen to this. To this. So it's what is it called? They're two women who are comedians. And first they do a recap. They do like a, a run through of the episode and, and, and it's which really fun, be, which could be a 10 year old episode. So you don't even have to, they don't do it in order or anything like that. They just kind of randomly pick episodes. And so they go through the, you don't even have to have seen the episode because they kind of break down everything that happens throughout the episode. Then they go through the actual crimes that it's based on. <gasps> And then they have a guest on that's that could be like either somebody who had a small part in the show or the guest part in the show, or they've had some of the main oh actors from the show. It's so good. I've been it's listening really to it. It's really good. Yeah, it's 
and really funny. It's that's called- messed up. That's yeah. messed up. Oh. My daughter listens to it. That's actually my daughter's favorite TV show is SVU. She's she laughs all the time. She's thirty, but she's been watching it since she was probably five or six. Twenty six <laughs> seasons. I've watched yeah. everyone more than once. Same. Same. And yeah, so has too. my daughter. And she's like, yeah, how can I not be a normal uh, millennial? How can I be a normal millennial? I was raised on SVU. <laughs> that's funny. Now you've got a bazillion episodes to listen to, Angie. Oh, it's a great one to listen amazing. to. Work. I want to hear your feedback I think you're going to love it. I'm, I'm listening to that when, as soon as we're done here. <laughs> there you go. Well, we really have like we were just so like thrilled whenever we got you guys booked. We've been talking about this episode for us. Yeah. For, for like weeks. We're like, Oh my gosh. Okay. So when does Katie and Vicky come on? When do we get to talk to Katie and Vicky? When? Listen, I've been waiting for an invite for a while. I would never invite myself, but I was like, I wonder if they're going to want us on this. <laughs> I was so excited. There's so many good people that we want to talk to that we just, we can't get to all of them fast enough. So yes. you have had so many good people on your podcasting. So many so. interesting people, everybody. That's the thing about reselling. We all come from so many different walks of life and yeah. bring so many different things to the table. Like, you know, some people are lawyers and retired doctors and, and you know, it's Accountants. so interesting to hear where people come from and what brings them to this. Cause everybody has a story. Like yeah. what is yeah. your why? 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 You What's your why? Yeah, yeah. There's so much it. of that. And it's so interesting to me. Uh, well, this was just been so much fun. I love hanging out with our friends. I love introducing like other people to, to the people that we get to hang out with and talk yeah. with. So, and we're so excited if you don't already know Beyond about being excited. at Dirty Legs. So uh, yeah, the tickets go on sale July 1st. And okay. as Angie mentioned earlier, there is going to be a virtual ticket and this year it's going to be fully live streamed and you'll be able to interact and ask questions. Yeah. So even if you can't make it for the actual event in Vegas, which we would love to have you, it seriously is the most fun ever. Um, you can still participate in with a virtual ticket and, uh, you know, you can feel like you're there. You Kristen like and I'm Angie open. will have that information for you too, but definitely if you want to follow us on Instagram, boss reseller remix, that's the, the best way to you like know what's up. All of that below, we'll make sure we yep. um, have all the, the links for, for you sure. to follow and all the information about Boss Reseller. Because in case you are you haven't noticed yet, we're really excited really about excited. it. I've already started packing. <laughs> we're, so, we're so glad that you came to hang out with us. Angie, will you make sure that they know the most important thing about having about hanging out with us? Guys, you can sit with us. Thank Bye, you everyone. So much. Bye. 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 Thank you.